You have my permission to stay out of the fucking way. What a legend. <laughs> like, that's the best line in this movie other than not the bees. To a child. <laughs> to, to a, a child, child as well. Screams that in a child's face. Yeah, no restraints. That's, but like, that's how I deal with children. <laughs> 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 no restraints. Just can smack him. <laughs> okay. A Lit- little bit worried about Logan now. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's, it's good that we're getting a glimpse into your world, but... Um... <laughs> I mean, he is American. <laughs> what yeah, does that mean? That's just they're super all... xenophobic. What are you doing? <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome back to another installment of your Film Me In podcast, where this week we're back filming you in again. And it's just the one movie this week, so it's not you're not being filmed in too much. Um, yes. As always, is my co-host, uh, Mr. David French. How are you doing, David? How do, everybody? Um, I'm your host, Sandal Langwiston. I didn't mention that already. I'm the host of this, uh, of this Burning Man wink nudge as to what we're talking sake. about today. Um, but... We're not alone this week. Uh, we've got a very special guest, all the way from the United States of America. It is, once again, Mr. Logan Mark. How are you doing, Logan? I'm good. Thank you for having me on again. I know. I Thank know. you for coming the, on. The, We're sorry. The sophomore appearance. <laughs> Crazy. Mm. Um, Logan is, of course, the host of the Nick, the uh, Ups and Downs of Nicolas Cage podcast, um, which um, may give you a clue as to what we might be talking about today. <laughs> Just, just perhaps. Yes. Um, but before we get into the main topic of today, we're going to run down a couple of uh, bits of news. Um, as most of you may well know, uh, when we were recording this, it was yesterday. But on the 31st of October, we uh, sadly lost um, an icon of cinema. We lost uh, Sean Connery. He died age 90. Um, and yeah, this was a this was a big loss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he obviously most, most well known for... Being the very first James Bond back in 1962, he's then gone on to play so many iconic roles, such as a uh, uh, Indiana Jones's dad, Henry Jones in Last Crusade. Yeah. He was uh, the main part in The Rock and Hunt for Red October. He's had a uh, he's had a fantastic career. Um, yeah, he'll be he'll be sorely missed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Either of you have any comments on Sean Connery? <laughs> uh, I. One like granted, obviously is shit. I uh, I didn't watch many Sean Connery films, primarily just The Last Crusade, and he's incredible in that. So uh, yeah, like rest in peace, dude. Yeah, I I hadn't seen many. Um, in my younger years, I not that I'm like I'm already very young, but um, <laughs> he was in The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and that oh, wasn't yeah. a very good movie. But I think he did a really good job in that. I think especially in his later career, he was like a really shiny example of like in his movies, he was always like the best. Like he stole the show whatever he was in. Definitely. Definitely. Mm. Uh, yeah. That's a, that's a real bummer to start off. Um, let's do, do something funny, David. Uh, penis. You did it. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Uh, uh, really? So yeah, we've got we've got two other bits of news though. We've got um, like Uncharted the movie, uh, like Tom Holland's like version of Nathan Drake has actually been shown. Yeah, and the internet is very divided. I think the internet is mainly divided on the fact that it's Tom Holland playing him. Yeah, everybody wanted Nathan Fillion. Yeah, 
which fair mm-hmm. enough. Because yeah. if you saw that, um, if you saw that fan film where like it was literally just a fan film of Uncharted when Nathan mm-hmm. Fillion was playing Nathan Drake, he was perfect for the role. Yeah, but at the same time, if they're going for the young Nathan Drake, I'm I'm a fan, and he looks good. Like the costume is perfect. Like they've got that down to a yeah. I'm not crazy on Mark Wahlberg as Sully though. He just looks like he's had a mustache stuck on his face. It doesn't look like he's grown one. <laughs> you know, kind of like how yeah. Borat looks. He looks like Borat, but yeah. American. <laughs> um, what what have you have you played any of the Uncharted games, uh, Logan, or anything like that? How how interested are you in this movie? I have not. Um, Uncharted is like the PlayStation franchise, and I've always been an Xbox kind of guy. Boo! <laughs> Burn him! <laughs> but, um, I mean, I'm going to watch it. I don't have high expectations because, as we've seen uh, with the Assassin's Creed movie, um, video game movies rarely do well. Yeah, I will agree, but I will also disagree because have you seen Sonic the Hedgehog? I have. I saw that on Valentine's Day with my, one of my friends. And it's pretty good, day. isn't it? I it's could beat you yeah. there. I saw that on Valentine's Day on my own. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it on my own on my own at home when it came out on lo- after lockdown. I know, but that's not <laughs> there you go. normally that's not a normally romantic day, is it, David? <laughs> what lockdown? That's always romantic. Me and my right hand. Good. Oh. Okay. Okay. Good times. Okay. okay. <laughs> and uh, okay. to round up the news, Spider-Man Three has also begun filming. So Uncharted just finished filming, and immediately after, Tom Holland is getting another paycheck. That boy. I think is Sony just, just really insane. like him. What is he doing? Tom, mm-hmm. Like Sony just love Tom Holland. That, that's all it is. <laughs> Give him a rest. Like, that <laughs> that is going in places. Yeah, he's 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 in everything. Yeah, like every movie, he's like always rumored to be or ends up being cast as someone in the movie. He's he's earning that bread, doing it for the Brits. Go Tom. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think I just remembered something else uh, when it comes to video game movies. By the way, just before we continue, uh, Tomb Raider two, the like sequel to the mm. reboot that was oh. based on the reboot theories. That just kind of got canned, basically. It's just delayed indefinitely, and they're not, not even started for it. I didn't so even I think know, that's just dead I didn't now. even know they'd announced a sequel. They announced a sequel right as the Tomb Raider movie came out, because it actually made a decent amount in the box office, and then it's just kind of mm. lay dormant since then. Everybody forgot it existed, and then it's like, oh, by the way, we're not going to bring this movie out, and nobody cares. No, not really. I, d- I don't really... I don't know anyone yeah. that actually genuinely enjoys that movie i've heard people say i know one person i know one person who really enjoyed that movie because he really enjoyed the um the reboot game and i I played a fair bit i've still never completed it i've got all three of them and i've not played i've not even completed the first one i just tomb raider is one of those where it's really good for nostalgia if you go back and play the old ones yeah even like raider run world i loved it it was awful but i loved it because <laughs> I remember 100% in that on 360 because I was a sad child anyway <laughs> <laughs> so um, to the main topic this week um, since we're coming to the end of our Spooptoberfest 
and um, yep. we had a couple of uh, behind-the-scenes issues over the last couple of weeks. So me and David actually haven't recorded an episode of this podcast in about two weeks. So this is really weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's good to be back, though. It's good to be back. Um, so no, basically, we, we had a plan for this week, but that has fallen through uh, due to uh, unforeseen circumstances. We hope that uh, the um, everyone involved is okay. And, and still, mm-hmm. still, yeah, still, still going strong. But, um, so this week, we're, uh, for, for our, to wrap up our Spooktoberfest and our, for our Halloween special, we figured, how hilarious would it be if we picked, like, the most anti-horror film possible? So, uh, we're gonna talk about the Nicolas Cage starring Wicker Man. Yes. From 2006. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I actually, I remember this was one of the first conversations I had when uh, you told me, oh, I like the Wicker Man. I was like, wait, that's shit. And you're like, no, 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 the original, not the remake. I was like, <laughs> and you just said, I've never seen the remake. I was like, oh, I've only ever seen the remake. I didn't know remake. Uh, and so I watched the original. I was like, oh, damn, it's actually really. <laughs> so I was, I was, I was going to open, open this to the floor first. Uh, the, the Wicker Man starring Nick Cage is, of course, a remake of the 1973 classic. The Wicker Man. Um, have you have you guys seen it? The I've original. seen the original now. I've seen the original, yeah. I've seen parts of the original. I've never sat down and watched the whole thing. But I, oh, oops. you're missing out. Yeah, it's it's I've genuinely one of my favorite horror films. I absolutely love it. Um, I yeah, I'd I'd seen clips from the remake though, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'm never going to watch this. Um, until I, I made myself watch it this week. Uh, well, just before we sat down and recorded. <laughs> um, yeah, the the original though is absolutely fantastic. It's got a uh, it's got probably my favorite Christopher Lee performance in it, and um, it's just so strange and horrifying in all the best ways. And like the especially the ending. The ending is it really sticks with you, and it is truly like immersive and really you know, just messes with you at the end of it because it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty messed up. It's pretty messed up. Um, you know what? I've, um, quickly, I've come up with a theory now that Midsommar is actually a secret sequel to the Wicker Man remake considering they started talking about this mating ritual and then they said, but we'll never take photos of that. And then I think Midsummer is the mating ritual. So Ooh, that's my theory now. shit. Yep. <laughs> You've just... You just melted my brain. I blew this shit wide open. <laughs> um, so, Logan, you've done, you've actually done an episode of your podcast on this, on the Wicker Man. Um, yes. It was- go, go, go for it. What, what do you think of this movie? Um, I didn't like it at all. It no. was the fourth ever movie I reviewed on my podcast. <laughs> it was really early on. Um. And even that was sort of before, like, oh, Nicolas Cage is great in every movie. That was when <laughs> I was much more critical of him. And I still stand by it. I know a lot of people have said, oh, this is like the pinnacle of Nicolas Cage's so bad it's good movies. Yeah. I disagree. It's just, I hate, I don't like it. It's bad. I agree with you there when it comes to like, it's the pinnacle of his, the, the pinnacle of his so bad it's good movies is mom and dad. One hundred percent. Because there's so that one good. moment where he just says, "Saws all." It's saws. Saws all. Um, I, it's I, just the way he says that moment. 
I, genuinely, I watched this. I was really ready to be like, okay, this is so bad it's good. I'm going to have the best time. And I sat down and watched it. I was a little bit disappointed by how little fun I had with this. It's not very mm-hmm. fun. It's just there's some funny dialogue here and there. There's some yeah. funny moments. There is actually one scene that I genuinely really like. It's like not as a so bad it's good. It's like it's actually a decent scene. And I forgot there was a decent scene in this movie. Yeah, like there was like yeah there was there was it was I just it just felt really boring and low energy all the way through. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. we'll, um, I, I figured we'd go through the Wikipedia of it because that's what we do here because we're so, so prepared. Uh, yeah, clearly. <laughs> I, I tried to think of like funny comments to write throughout this. I only made, came up with one genuinely funny and I sent you the text of it, Xander. I think, yeah, you did. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, yeah. I, I only came up with a couple of just like, comments to make because there's not really much to say yeah yeah and i know i know the original was sort of like that like it was a slow burn and a lot of it was like a police procedural yeah and then eventually crescendoed into like his insanity but this one was just boring for a lot of it it was just uninteresting. yeah yeah definitely what what this movie does very differently is the suspense of his insanity like in the original, it's very slow burning, but you can see a slow descent into madness. Yeah. With this one, he's already mad at the start anyway. He's constantly just seeing a little girl get run over by a car. Yeah, like, in the in the original, <laughs> he's, as well, like, when he's... So the, the idea is that he, the, the police officer, is a virgin. And when he goes round, he's, like he's like a well-aged man as well. And he's saving himself for marriage because he's very Christian. So when he goes round this village everything is about sex there's people having sex in graveyards and people naked all around him and the children talk about sex and like mating all the time and they talk about phallic objects and he's walking around a garden and there's hedges that are shaped like penises it's so everything around him is like sex 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 and it's that's what drives him crazy whereas in this the little like there's a moment in the in a classroom where some girls are saying oh phallic objects and and it makes no sense because that's not the point of the movie now. You've taken away that sort of subplot and that um, mm-hmm. that theme of like virginism, and that you've like made it something complete a different, completely different movie, just giving it the same name and tried to put yeah. in that thing, that extra thing about phallic objects, and it's not doesn't work because the whole idea is in the in this is that the little girl that's gone missing is his daughter. So he's definitely not a virgin, you know. <laughs> so that's not what's yeah. driving him crazy. Yeah, it. A lot of it just seems not. It doesn't seem like it was made for the good intention of revitalizing this good movie to make it more appealing to the mass audiences. It was. It seems like it was just purely a cash grab. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Offer off of a of a. A famous name that people vaguely recognize yeah and then a really famous name that people mostly recognize nick cage cage <laughs> um yeah. so the first thing i want to mention is the budget of this movie this movie costs what is the budget it costs 40 million dollars wow 40 Jesus. that Where? clearly went in all the bees 
this is this is okay. We're gonna do be doing minimal swearing, okay? But where in the ever loving fuck did that money go? Where did it the go? The bees, clearly. <laughs> the bees. It went yeah. on the bees. That's that's a shocking amount. Like maybe the they like had to build the houses on the islands, like get it just right. But even so, that's a lot of money to. On to this. be honest. My, my main theory is most of that budget went on Nicolas Cage time because the rest of the cast is pretty horrendous and I've never yeah. seen any of them in anything mm-hmm. else um, other than Nicolas Cage. To put that into perspective, the budget of the original in 1973 was £500,000. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh yeah, and this is also an American remake. An American Forgot remake of a, of a Scottish film. There you go. Yeah. The, the original <laughs> Scottish um but yeah yeah, yeah i think most of the budget has gone on nicholas cage definitely yeah 100 that's fair because 2006 that was at that time he was still a hot commodity like he yeah. his career hadn't really taken the massive downturn yet yeah it was it was just before ghost rider and it was was this just after the first national treasure national treasure i believe was um oh Four oh five, yeah. This yeah, like yeah. Just he was also that. in that year. He was also in a World Trade Center, which obviously would have been in like a big. It was a six, seven percent of Rotten Tomatoes, and that would have been a big movie as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just because like it's all the stone. It's got like Nicolas Cage. So no matter what, people are going to be interested in it because it's about like nine eleven this and the other. And then also, it came off the heels of the Ant Bully. Oh, the Ant Bully! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a, a cinema with Bruce Campbell. Somehow, <laughs> um, I don't know how Bruce Campbell's in there, but he's in there. Shall we? Uh, shall we read through the plot of this garbage movie then? Yeah, let's let's do it. What little plot there is. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, policeman Edward Malice, played by Nicolas Cage, receives news from his ex-fiance Willow Woodward, uh, played by. I'm not going to say anyone else's actors' names because you don't know who they are. Um, Nobody knows who they are. (laughs) So he receives news from his ex-fiance, Willow, that her daughter, Rowan, is missing. He travels to an island off the coast of Washington State where a group of neo-pagans live. Um, The island is led by Sister Summer Isle, an elderly woman who supposedly represents the goddess they worship. Does anyone have anything to say at this point? <laughs> Can I just say, why Why did they change the entire island to be just women? Like, the, yeah. the entire thing of this movie is just like, there's mm-hmm. a subplot of the fact that all the men are being breeded, basically. Yeah. yeah. And, like, it's all inbred, this, that, and the other. Like, there's that tiny subplot there. And honestly, if they focused on that a lot more, I think that could have been, made this movie a lot more interesting. But why the hell is it just like, this random woman kind of looks like a statue we have, so let's worship her. Yeah, yeah, it, it feels a a little a little strange, mm-hmm. if I'm honest. The one thing I'll say that I, I only know this from the IMDb trivia section, but... Go for it. Um, Nicolas Cage is a police officer, and in the police station... There's supposedly a missing poster with the um, original police officer, um, Sergeant Neil Howie, played by Edward Woodward. Oh, wow. Um, there's a missing poster of him on there. 
it doesn't really make sense because if they're in the same universe, that was like 30 years ago. And also so... in Scotland. And also in Scotland. Yeah, so <laughs> it's not super... It's a it's a nice Easter egg. I, I appreciate I think, it. Yeah, I think that's just a, a fun little Easter egg. And you know what? I actually, yeah. like, I think that's pretty cool. I like that little Easter egg. Yeah, that's that's pretty mm-hmm. fun. I didn't I didn't I didn't even know. Makes that. no sense. But yeah. Still. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> Sister Summersile explains to Edward that her ancestor to uh, her ancestors had left England to avoid persecution, only to settle near Salem and find renewed persecution in the Salem witch trials before arriving on the island. Uh, so basically, they've okay. So this is starting to make a bit more sense now. Okay, Sister Summers Isle explains that their population is predominantly female, as they choose the strongest stock, um, evading Edward's concern about the birth of unwanted males. So, yeah, yeah, so they've been messed around by men all over the place, and they're like, yo, let's just get rid of them. Men are trash. Yeah, but then there's the fact that, like, they literally breed them so they can have more kids on the island and then just kill, like, the male kids. Either that or bring them up so they can breed the male kids. Is that is that isn't that just the idea of China's one child policy? Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Kenny political boys. Okay, we're gonna get DMCA'd by China. <laughs> and I throughout the movie I noticed um I didn't really notice, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> they really focus on the B um symmet- not symmetry symbology symbolism. symbolism. That's what <laughs> symbology. <laughs> it's a smooth brain movie. It's and okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's like the whole thing with like the fem- like the matriarchy and like it's predominantly female led. I think they go a bit over the top with it at some points, but it is interesting to see that they do attempt to do that. I'll say that they attempt to like show some sort of symbolism see i think they attempted too much though like they were mm-hmm. trying to go really deep with this because the, when you look into the original film when you like read between the lines this time and the other the original film is so deep and i think uh, the director or whoever wrote it who is also the director i'm not going to say his name because i don't want to trash him but you can google it yourself um, um... he kind of fucked it like yeah. by the way i i this is um, something that i just read from the wikipedia uh, not the wikipedia the indb wiki trivia page apparently winona Ryder was originally going to be willow she turned it down because she hated the script <laughs> Good. fair Wise play decision. i also hate the script as well. um the director of the original is robin robin hardy mm. i'm in the, the director of this one Oh, Neil Laboot. Yeah, he's um... has he done anything? I was thinking. I was thinking that when I was watching. I was like, why? Why does? Why do I feel like this guy has then gone on to like win an Oscar? I don't know. <laughs> he did in the company of men, right? Um, death at a funeral. Mm. Okay, these that's... are the ones that I notice. Like these are the ones that I'm aware exist. Yeah. The rest of them I've never heard of in my life. And I'm pretty sure Death at a Funeral is a pretty shit comedy, isn't it? Um, uh, pretty sure. 
Yeah, so I what? don't think the director is... He still, uh, is he still making things? What was the last thing he released? Uh, hold on. I'll, I'll Google him. Um, I'll Google good him. luck in Farsi in 2017. Ah. And that was a short movie, so... He's uh. currently helping on Van Helsing. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which no. is, like, the sci-fi TV series. Oh right, okay, that's fine then. Not not a, not a movie. I thought they were the making another movie. Oh no! Imagine, imagine <laughs> they're remaking no. Van Helsing, but they did exactly the same thing again. Yeah, it's just, just like a remaster. Oh, yeah, no. Um, he has he's not been. He's also helping on Billions, I believe, which is another TV series, oh, which has that's... an eighty-eight percent on Ron Smiles, but it's probably he just like that's the one with Dwayne Johnson in it. No, that's Ballers. No, this, that's Billions the one with Paul Giamatti. Uh, mm. I don't see him here. It's got John Malkovich in it. Oh, right. <laughs> what do I know? Um, <laughs> Nothing about well, him. In summary, he's not doing very well. He's, he's not, not doing, doing very well. <laughs> no, nah, he's not doing. He's not doing well overall, is he? Oh God, for, he wrote uh, it as well. Oh God. Yeah, he, yeah, wrote, he wrote it. He really... That's why I didn't want to trash him because Jesus Christ, <laughs> he really the went... writing in this movie. He really went balls to the wall, and he didn't. He was like, well, <laughs> if I if I stick my finger in it, I might as well put my whole dick in the pie. Um... <laughs> American Pie reference. Don't, don't <laughs> read American Pie in my in my presence, please. You know I hate that movie. Um, um, the island's economy relies on the production of local honey, which Edward learns has declined recently. Ooh, foreshadowing. Uh, not foreshadowing. It's just the plot. Um, <laughs> Edward asks the villagers about Rowan, but they give him evasive answers. Th- see, this is really well done in the original. Because they, it almost feels like when he hands them the photo, they like sort of glance at the photo and they're like, nope, never seen it. And then they'll hand them to another one and they won't even look. And they sort of do a similar yeah. thing here. But then when one of them says like, oh yeah, okay, I've seen it. Then they all sort of go with it. And the, then from then on, the whole plot, like has he's finding out things, it almost feels like one of the islanders has made something up. They've gone around and told all the other islanders, yeah, this is where we're at with the story. Yeah, this is what we're telling him. And so then all of the islanders then only say what that last person has said until they reveal an extra bit of information. And then everyone else is like, all right, okay, now we're revealing this bit of information. Whereas here it's just like, they're just like, yeah, whatever, we, we don't care. We don't care about you. You're yeah. a man. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, agree with that. Because like in the original, it's 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 not spoon fed to him at all. It's very very it's drip fed literally. Like he finds out all this in such specific ways. He has to find out from a certain person as well. So it's literally like he's progressing in a game to the point where he gets this little piece of paper and he's like, oh right, now he can know about this part and then he can access this bit. Also, whereas in this, it's literally just I haven't seen him. No, I haven't seen her either. No, I haven't seen her either. Can you look at the picture? No. Okay. The, in in the original, uh, as well, they, they they completely get rid of this in the remake. All of the banging songs. David, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yep. All of the songs that the Islanders sing are top-notch bangers. Seriously. <laughs> They're all like these and weird this, cult I didn't songs. Any singing. Like, yeah. Not, not like genuine songs they're just like little nursery rhymes that they know on the island and they're like one of them's about having sex 
and like this guy singing it to all these little kids that are dancing around a pole. It's really odd. And then there's one where the landlord's daughter is like trying to have sex with the police officer and banging on the door. And he's like in his bed, like, no, please stop. No, I can't betray my Jesus. Um, oh, it's great. All the songs in that I movie. Can't be- I can't betray my Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Can I? Can we just? Can we just think about that for a second? His Jesus, his not Jesus. not Jesus. His Jesus. We all have. He's our got own his own personal, personal Jesus. Jesus. My, my. What? What? Who's yours? Nicholas Cage. <laughs> I was going to say that, but I seem too dumb. <laughs> We're talking about the world's dumbest movie. It's okay, man. Nothing it's is fair. too yeah, dumb for the filming podcast. Don't you That's worry. Fair. Yeah, this is the. This is the Smooth Brain Podcast, quite literally. <laughs> that might actually be the title of the episode now. <laughs> the Smooth Brain Podcast. The smooth <laughs> smooth Brain. Um, okay, then he later sees two men carrying a large bag that appears to be dripping blood and finds a fresh, unmarked grave in the churchyard. See, this moment as well, they're like, oh, do you want to see in the bag? And then he goes to go in the bag and then they move it a bit and he goes, ah, and then just walks away. It's like, no, look in the damned bag. What are you doing? There's a few, there's a few moments like this that I was uh, very confused about. And there was that moment, and then there was all, like, the moment later on when he helps that guy who, uh, like, put a log onto the thing gets him out of the way and then he just gets back on his bike yeah yes yeah, like, like dude why why won't you just continue helping him yeah. you just offered to help him you fucked up his job for him and then you've walked off if anything no you literally rode off help. yeah yeah he was fine before you came over nick give the man a break he's lost his tongue probably oh no they just don't talk i think it's supposed to like hint towards the lost that like the women cut their tongues out or something but mm-hmm. they just never say yeah. anything about it and one thing i will say about um when he starts looking in the bag he says what is there a shark or something and that's like one of two lines in the movie where his performance is absolutely incredible it's not good but it's just absolutely perfect at the same time yeah I, I know I know exactly what you mean, yeah. So he's he's got that kind of kind of witticism like, oh you know, he's he's being like this is a bit weird, but I guess I'll play along with it. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Um right, then. Yeah. He then he finds a, a fresh unmarked grave in the churchyard. The grave turns out to contain only a burned doll. Hmm. But Edward finds Rowan's sweater in the churchyard. Um, th- I mean, it feels like we've skipped a lot, but honestly, we haven't. Yeah, no, like yeah. this, this jumps around a lot. Yeah, this jumps around a lot. So, but this moment, um, this moment where he finds the sweater and the doll, and he goes up to Willow and says, "Like, God, this is a sweater. What? Why? Why is it down there? Why is it down there?" And then hands her the doll and says. The doll's been burned. And then it's... This was the first moment that I was like, holy crap, we've taken a turn. We've taken a turn in this movie because he, he thrusts the doll in her face and goes, why is it burned? 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 It burned! 
it's it's the second i don't it's it's the second two because there's no pause in between them it's where's the bird where's the bird it's literally just goes is this hers how to get burned how to get burned how to get burned how to get burned (laughs) (laughs) can i just say i'm great at quoting nicholas cage (laughs) yes you are i've got many years of experience with that (laughs) good god we're lonely um anyway Uh, did you want to say anything about that moment logan (laughs) just yeah that's the second line where his his performance is very bad but it veers into the so bad it's good category yeah exactly uh quickly xander i've just realized where i recognized uh, sister summer's hour from where Uh, she's older like Oh, what's the fuck? She's older Murph in in Interstellar. Holy crap! She is. She's old Murph in Interstellar. Oh my god! Oh, is is that the old lady at the end? That's actually yeah. That that's his daughter at the end when she's like an old woman. I don't understand that movie at all. Oh, we love it. We love it. It's so good. We're we're a fan. We're a fan. (laughs) Yeah. Big She's also in Requiem for a Dream. Hey, Chris, I know you're listening. <laughs> Hashtag Chris me in. Hashtag Farrell me in. We're still getting Colin Farrell yeah. on the podcast. Um... <laughs> oh, yeah, you uh, you may not have caught up with that uh, so far, Logan. Basically, we're going to start a hashtag. If the, if the podcast gets big, we want to get a Colin Farrell on, like, on the Filmian podcast because we just love him. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag Farrell me in. We might as well just do the like the ups and downs of Colin Farrell now. The ups and downs of Colin Farrell. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's only ups though. It is. It's true. It's only ups. It is only ups. It's only ups. I can't think of a bad Even... movie with Colin Farrell in it. Well, Artemis Fowl, but he's still good in it. <laughs> Artemis Fowl literally came out this year. <laughs> can't think of one. <laughs> Piece of shit. It's really bad. Don't watch it. Bunch of piece of shit. We watched it, so you don't have to. Yes. Um, right, and then... So, at the village school, teacher sister Rose tries to prevent Edward from seeing the class register. When he sees that Rowan's name has been crossed out, he becomes an outraged at the teacher's and Rowan's classmate lies. Um, that's... The teacher is maybe the worst actress in this movie. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'd say that. She 100%. was so bad... And then I also noticed, looking around that classroom, why are there so many twins in this movie? Why is that a thing? Because, I don't know, probably, like, inbred. Because there's... That's probably it. There's those old twins that keep repeating things, like, the greater good. The greater good, the greater good. And then, like, looking around the classroom, there's about six pairs of twins. It just... Also, can I just say, why did she, like, of the... of Like, she's the worst actress in this movie, and she played two characters. She did play two characters! She played Sister Thorn right. and Sister Rose. Oh, That's Rose, right. Rose and Thorn. <laughs> Funny. No. Funny. I, I, see what, I see what they did. Um... So, Rose insists that Edward talk with her outside. After a short discussion of the island people's view of death, she explains that capital punishment is used to enforce their laws. Edward asks how Rowan died, and Sister Rose tells him that she'll burn to death. When Edward catches the tense she used, Sister Rose quickly corrects herself, 
she burned to death. Um, yeah, that was that was a, certainly a moment in the movie, wasn't yeah. it? That did. That, happen, that certainly yes. was a quote. Honestly, we're rifling through this simply because there is There's not much nothing. to talk about until like the final ten minutes. There's there's one moment I do want to talk about that's coming up very quickly. Okay. Um, when Edward questions Willow about the grave, she reveals that Rowan is their daughter. Is their daughter together? That makes no garantals. <laughs> it is their daughter. Mate, you're, on, mate, you're on Wikipedia. What are you expecting? <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, Why do you think our teachers told us to not use that? Yeah, that's a real good point. That's a real good point. Um... <laughs> On the day of the fertility rite, Edward frantically searches the village for Rowan, disguised in a bear suit. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, go on. Yeah, go on. Yeah. You do it. Go so this is actually the scene that I was talking about that's actually a decent scene. Like, I genuinely enjoyed that moment. It's when Ermie, like bursts into that bloody first house and the screams, you, wait a minute, permission's charging and disturb us. And he just screams, no, I don't need anybody's goddamn permission. I'm going to search every inch of this town and anybody who interferes will be brought on murder charges. Got that? You have my mission to stay out of the fucking way. This is the only F-bomb in this movie and it's a perfect F-bomb. It's a really good F-bomb, like, to be fair. You have my permission to stay out of the fucking way. What a legend. <laughs> like, that's the best line in this movie other than not the bees. To a child. <laughs> to, to a, a child, child as well. Screams that in a child's face. Yeah, no restraints. That's well, like, that's how I deal with children. <laughs> <laughs> no restraints. Just can smack him. <laughs> okay, L- little bit worried about Logan now. <laughs> <laughs> now it's it's good that we're getting a glimpse into your world, but um... <laughs> I mean, he is American. <laughs> what yeah, does that mean? That's just super all... xenophobic. What are you doing? <laughs> Ah, it's fine. It's only America. Yeah, we don't people. care. We're used America's to it. America's unreal. <laughs> America's a state of mind. Yeah, <laughs> you may already have it. Sorry, yeah, that, no, like, that's, I, the, I, that's I the Royal Navy uh, thing in my head. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in Carlisle, but I was made in the Royal Navy. <laughs> Sorry, that's very much a British joke. Uh, there's, there was yeah. an advert when we I were growing up. For the Royal Navy, and it was always this guy talking about how he lived his life, um, but then uh, said that at the end of it, he said, "I was born in Kyle Carlisle, but I was made in." But the I Royal was made Navy. in the Royal Navy. The one thing that always reminds me of is the um, choose life scene from Train Spotting for some reason, just because he's ranted about his life and then just goes choose life out of nowhere and they just made eating. in the Royal Navy. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was born in Carlisle. But I was made in the World Navy. And then the baby scenes place. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah cool. as, as, as I was saying, like that, that whole scene of him actually, that's the smartest yeah. thing he does we'll, in this We'll bring Logan movie. back into the conversation now after yeah. alienating him with the, with the Royal so, Navy joke. <laughs> yeah. This is also um, where the, the one note that I made that I just sent to Xander like, comes in. Because the way he gets around this island is he's just on a bicycle the entire time. And... Only Nicolas Cage can angrily ride a bicycle. Yeah. Like it's the most calming and chill, like little bit of little vehicle that you could have. And he angrily rides a bicycle. Like he looks like a stroppy kid on that thing. <laughs> yeah, and 
I do agree that that scene where he says the F-bomb is a good scene. My favorite scene, um, it's not good, is when he um, karate chops the... um, one of the sisters. Oh my god! Oh my god! He just he just decks her. Yeah, like literally decks. He decks like five women in this movie as well. Like there's that big bitch who like runs the um the bro like I was gonna say brothel like the bar. It probably is. It actually in the original is practically a brothel. I mean, but, um, in the original, in the original, the whole idea is that Brett Eklund, the barmaid just has sex with anyone who's staying in the hotel. So... Yeah, exactly. It is a brothel. (laughs) But, like, he just literally goes up to her when she's just staring at him smugly and literally just punches her in the face. Just (laughs) out of nowhere. Like, he's dead silent and then he just, like, knocks her out. And then the other woman just starts screaming with some really bad ADR. Yeah, I've no, I noticed like, that a couple of times. There's some real bad ADR in this. There's some awful ADR in this. It's like when he's um, running away, like through the bees, and he starts like screaming ah over and over. It's so awful. Can you imagine and being I was in a sound booth myself. with Nick Cage and he's, <laughs> he's just all screaming. his ADR is just ah ah. I would, <laughs> I would love to do that. Honestly, that's the dream right there. Um. Yeah. What were we talking about before that? I forgot. Um, oh, yeah, when he when he when he's fighting those two women in the bar, he he fly kicks one of them. Yep. Into the wall. <laughs> I was like, what has this movie become? That's the best kick I've ever seen Nicolas Cage do. <laughs> when else have you seen Nicolas Cage do a kick? <laughs> he's done a kick in lots of movies. Falcon kick. Yeah, he literally. <laughs> That was the worst impression. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Falcon kick. That's, that's not. That's not bad. That's awful. I'll I, take it. I wouldn't. I'll take it. I wouldn't praise it, but I won't knock it either. Oh God. <laughs> um. Should we, we, we move on from this section? Sorry, all I can think of is just like Nicolas Cage just drop kicking someone into space now. Because that's what he did. He just drop kicked her from halfway across the room into yeah. the like, back wall. And then she just started looking up at him like she just, you know, like, you know, like in cartoons when they have like little birds flying around people's heads yeah, yeah, when they're dizzy. Yeah. She looked around as if she was seeing birds flying around her head. <laughs> but like, this movie went from like, a really boring movie with a couple of funny moments and funny lines to then when he comes out of that the the grave, it just becomes hilarious. Like yeah. he he has that moment, why is it burned? Why is it burned? And then he goes and beats up those women. Then he get kicks someone off a bike by gunpoint. Drives past those two twins, looks like he's going to punch them, doesn't. Then has that scene where he's running about in, in all the different houses. Dresses in a bear, then fights the two women. Gets gets in the bear costume. Then runs up that hill and punches the other woman. Yeah. It's like the movie just goes from zero to a hundred in an instant. Like, that. that's why I mean, like, it's so disappointing because, like, the first... It's got to be at least an hour, quarter, an hour and a quarter. So seventy-five minutes 
of this 102-minute movie is just boring. And then it's only until the last 20 minutes that anything is actually semi-fun. I mean, yeah. 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 like that literally like the the moment it starts becoming fun is literally when he starts like looking for around the village and then it just turns into the like the infamous so bad it's good movie it's become yeah because like whenever you you hear anybody talk about this movie it's like oh it's hilarious it's so bad it's good and it's just like it's not for the most part it's just bad and boring for the most part and then it turns into something really really funny Mm-hmm. It, it takes just, a long time to get there. It does. It, it does. It's not worth like the wait for the payoff at the end. Like when it comes to like the comedy of this is a bad movie. Um. Right then, uh, disguised in a bear suit, uh, he joins the parade led by Sister Summer's Isle, which ends at the site of the festival. Uh, Rowan is tied to a large tree about to be burned. Edward rescues her by running up the hill and punching someone in the face. Can I, can I also just say, I love that that's like Rowan is tied to a large tree about to be burned. Like, that's a sentence. That's a plot point in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I can imagine that on the beat sheet for this film. Just like, Rowan's tied to a large tree about to be burned. Just like, are you going to elaborate? No, that's just all that's happening. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, all right. <laughs> Um, you do you, you, do you Neil. You do you. God damn it, Neil. <laughs> Neil LeBute. More like Neil LeBut. Am I right? See, this oh, is, oh, why, this so is why you leave the funny to me. This is why I'm the funny one and you just keep us going. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so, um, yeah, Edward rescues her and they run away through the woods but Rowan leads him back to Sister Summer's Isle. Sister Summer's Isle, oh man, he said so often, man. It's such a hard name to, Sister Summer's Isle. Come on, man. Uh, That's not that hard, Sister Summer's Isle. She she thanks Rowan for her help, and Edward realises that the search for Rowan was a setup the whole time. (gasps) This is like, this is the funniest twist ever. Because there is no like in the um, in the original, like it's always hinted that there's something bigger going on. That like they're constantly talking about the crops this time, the yeah. fact that there's going to be a sacrifice. And in this, they mention the crops like once or twice, and then it's all just about bees, and then he gets killed. <laughs> yeah, like the most of this movie is just bees, bees over and over. <laughs> We've been, we've been playing cards against humanity this week and there's a card in the pack that just says bees question bees? mark <laughs> and it's maybe one of my favorite cards <laughs> it's, it's so even weird. it's even or just my mate dave that's been getting played a lot my mate dave just my mate dave <laughs> dear mate um where where, where was i up to uh, yeah, it is revealed uh, that Willow, known on the island as Sister Willow, is the daughter of Sister Summer's Isle. What? And that Willow... Dun, dun, uh, Willow sealed Edward's fate many years ago. Oh my god, guys, what the hell? When This was when Sister Willow chose him as a human sacrifice to restore the island's honey production. <gasps> wow. Can I just say, wow. like, she chose him years ago for this, but... 
their honey production was fine up until this year. How did they like? Did they just see yeah. into the future of your <laughs> honey will be fucked? Why didn't they think? You know what? Why don't we just do a better sacrifice the year before instead of having a year where we're just gone and we don't have honey? I don't know. I think I think maybe it's just like a backup scenario. Like they have this planned every generation to have someone there ready to come in to sacrifice in case there is a problem. But what? Well, like, do they have a backup for the backup then? Yeah, like, because what if, like, what if Nicholas? Yeah, Nicholas Cage was a police officer. What if he died in the line of duty? I thought he was going to shoot himself when he when he had you know when he had everyone at gunpoint. I thought. To be honest, I thought that would have been funny. That would have been really funny if he did. Yeah, I would have been a much would better it? ending. Would it have been funny? It would have. It just would have been like come out of nowhere. It's funny in the same sense that like the kid getting hit by the train is funny. Because it just happens out of nowhere and you don't really care, so it's just funny. Wait, when does someone get hit by a train? Like, that little girl, when he's at the train station, that little girl gets hit by the train, and then, like, it's just a, um, like, an illusion, Michael. It's an illusion, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time I say that word, I have to add Michael. Um, yeah, and then, so, yeah, he's basically fucked, isn't he, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's surrounded by everyone. Of. They've taken the bullets out of his gun. The bullets out your gun. The bullets out your gun. Hamilton. Um, the villagers tackle him. <laughs> <laughs> the villagers tackle and overpower Edward. <laughs> oh yeah, this is where he starts screaming. You're all bitches. You're all yeah, bitches. He does. He does. Just, just out of screaming nowhere. bitches. Like. Hold on, let me find the quote on um, on IMDb. <laughs> but like, he he starts shouting like, "I don't believe in your god or sacrifices," and they all look genuinely worried for a second. Like, "Oh my god, he doesn't believe! What the hell?" Yeah, it's like, "Are you shocked by this? <laughs> He's only just arrived, <laughs> and he seems pretty uncomfortable with everything." Yeah, like mm-hmm. that. I think my favorite thing in this is literally just the fact that he just screams, "Bitches!" You bitches! After he's got his legs <laughs> broken. Yeah, I wanna, mm-hmm. I wanna talk about that. That, that like, it's much less brutal in the original. Basically, in the original, they just they capture him in like the he comes out of this cave with the little girl and um, Summer's Isle. He's just called Summer's Isle in that in the original. It's Christopher Lee, and he and he finds Christopher Lee and a couple of the other main characters, and they're like, "Well, you've come here now." Like of your own free will, and now you've got your appointment yeah. with the Wicker Man, and then all the other people sort of appear, and they just drag him up the hill, and then they get him up the hill, and then he's then the Wicker Man's there, and they put him in the Wicker Man. They don't do anything else. Whereas in this, yeah. they they go all out. Like I said earlier, you stick a finger in the pie, might as well put your dick in it. They um. Why do you keep on saying that? That's what, is that even a quote in American Pie? Because no, I don't but think it's just it what is. he does in it. He sticks his finger in it and then he puts his yeah, dick in it. But that's that's. It's, it's I not think it's just. Well, apparently, yeah. I mean, you tell it, us. You're, you're the American. It's, it's it's American Pie. It's <laughs> it's, 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 it's American Pie. <laughs> No, oh, no comment. God. No comment. That says everything. No. That says everything. No. That says yeah. Everything. I don't that even have words. 
a ritual in America. It's a ritual. They break their legs beforehand. Every third of July. Every third of July. Actually, when I watch this movie, in America, I guess we're just the land of buzzkills because I didn't have that scene in the movie. Which scene? The leg breaking scene. Wait, oh what? right! There, there was a voiceover like of like the sound of him breaking the knees over him just being carried up a hill, and then there was the B scene. I, that it, it just wasn't in the version I watched. Oh wow! Oh yeah, no. In the, in our version, we literally see the hammer like to be fair impact his knees. To be fair, the the version I got on Amazon says director's cut, so maybe it's like hmm. that. That's in the director's cut. I don't know, because like, I checked on IMDb and there wasn't, like, any any shorter version of the movie. So it must be the same length, but it's just, like, in one version you can see the 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 leg breaking, and in another you just hear it. That's, I don't know. Well, I mean, as well, it came up saying this is a, a 12, this was a 12A when it came out, which is PG-13 for you guys. Yeah, mm. no, yeah. Um... Yeah. In the unrated version on the DVD, the alternate ending in which Malice is held down and his legs are broken at the knee. There you go. And then um, there's uh-huh. also the uh, like the theatrical version, except except the credits begin after the Wicker Man's burning heads fall off. The six months uh, later scene is also missing in the theatrical version. Wait, was there a six months later scene? So the six months later scene. Yeah. Um, you know what? Like. You, there's the like the plot point at the end of the thing, but I'll just tell you now. Basically, the six months later scene, what happens is um like it's they set up a new as we said it before, backup. So it's oh. Sister Will and Sister Honey go into a bar and they start talking with once again two police officers and uh, Sister Honey goes home with the other one and set him up for the same way that Sister Willow set up Edward. Wow. Honestly, I saw I saw credits and I turned it off. Yeah, I did, but I, when I first watched it, I um, I saw that there was a extent like a after credit scene. I was oh, like, you know right. what? I'll skip through the credits, and oh, so I'll skip okay, through that's... the credits because I didn't care about whoever the hell made this movie. <laughs> and then um, I watched the scene. Yeah, so there you go. So they'll have two backups in case the crops fail. There you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. and fun fact: one of them is played by James Franco. Yes. What? Yeah, he made a cameo. <laughs> I guess you could call it a cameo. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm sure there's a sequel to this, actually. No, there's a, sequel, always... there's a sequel to the original that came out in 2011. It's made by the yeah, same so guy. Yeah, so I thought that this was a sequel to the Nicolas Cage one, The Wicker Tree. Yeah, no, it's not. It's mm. a sequel to the original. Is it shit? right over this. Uh, apparently, it's terrible, yeah. Yeah, I've heard so. Um. Anyway, yeah, so... Yeah, he break they break his legs. That's pretty grisly. And even I was like, "Oh Jesus, okay, okay." And then um, we have the most infamous scene in this movie when um, <laughs> they uh, they put a hat on him, like a, a bee trap on his head, and pour in some bees. Now, bees, um, mm. uh, uh, and and then Nicolas Cage screams out, "David, if you will." Not the bees! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That hurt my own throat. I'm going to have to take a minute. Uh, I'd like to apologize for your neighbors. Now. Um... <laughs> sorry, 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 guys. I don't know your names yet because you've only lived here for about a month. So, a, a couple sorry, of Rachel. things. Sorry, Rachel. 
a couple of things. One, it's a bit weird that they'd pour some bees on his face. Two, um, the CGI bees are, are real bad. Oh, yeah. No, that's where all the budget went, mate. Clearly, they're, they're all they're amazing. <laughs> um, and three... Okay, so... And three... I'm going to quickly the, uh, just say... The, the screaming. Continue. The screaming is very strange. Yeah. The screaming is very strange. It's great. Yeah. It's great. It is great, though. But, um, like, I'm just going to say, it's not actually that strange considering, like, the whole... This, isle, this like, island, obviously, worship bees. Why? I don't know. They yeah. just like bees, I guess. Um, but at the same time, it's established early on that he doesn't like bees, uh, that he's allergic to them because he kills one of them and he says it. So I think the reason that they actually used bees in the way that he died was one to like bless the crop because their crop is honey. I don't think that's a crop. I don't know, but la- in the no. last one, they didn't stick a carrot up his ass. Yeah, but <laughs> like, at the same they time, were, they, they were like, wanting vegetables, so... Yeah, exactly. But in this one, because the crop is is honey, like they're, they're blessed honey, the blessed bees, um, like the and also the fact that he killed a bee. I think it's symbolic as the fact that he has to be killed by bees, or like he has to be killed to do with bees. Okay. Because he killed one of their bees. Um, mm-hmm. Logan, what do you think of this now inf- infamous slash iconic scene? <sighs> I. To be fair, this was one of the scenes that got me into Nicolas Cage. I remember <laughs> this This was definitely a very popular scene, even when I was young, like years after this was released. Yeah. Um, it was still very prevalent. But um, t- I would love to praise him for his brave um, choices. It's just that. <laughs> it's just weird. I don't get it. It's overacted, but not in the good Nicolas Cage way. It's just bad. Yeah, it is. It is really bad. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, so then they, uh, they, they carry him up to an enormous wicker man that um, is, is actually sort of... See, that's what I like as well in the original. The movie's called The Wicker Man, and you don't actually hear the term wicker man until he says you've got an appointment with the Wicker Man. And you don't actually see any, like, pictures of the Wicker Man all the way through. So you're like, what is what is this uh, titular Wicker Man? Where, where is it? Where is he? Where, where Who is, is that, the Wicker Man? Where is that Wicker Man? I hear you cry about. Why did um, you... Can I just say, why did you add a H on there? I the don't know. Wicker I, Man. I suddenly turned into Matt Berry. Where is you this Wicker just, Man? I yeah. hear you cry. Like, I'm very... I'm very confused why you said quicker. 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 We're Quick. not doing this. We're not doing a bit. Yeah. We're not doing a bit. Um, <laughs> Padding yeah, the, the runtime, man. Whereas in this, like, yeah, you see sort of um, someone is killed earlier, like slightly earlier, and they've got, they look like the Wicker Man, and you sort of see pictures of it around the place. And it kind of, you know, spoils the surprise. Because in the original as well, the shot is just his eyes coming over the hill, and all he sees is this giant wicker man as you would mm-hmm. um and <laughs> a man of wicker guys i've got a cracking idea for what we call this right he's made of it's wicker about right it's made of wicker and it's shaped like a man the wicker man i've got it i've got it lads add, the add wicker a, dro- man. Dro- drop the the just just wicker man it's it's, wicker it's man. cleaner it's cleaner <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Facebook. See, Facebook. It's, it's the Facebook. <laughs> imagine if Facebook the... was still called the Facebook. Can you imagine the world where? To that be honest, I feel like, like people would have just still called it Facebook. That is that is a cursed reality that I do the not Facebook. want to be a part of. There is literally nothing different about that un- that alternate like alternative universe except the. <laughs> At, at the start of Facebook. Hey guys, ca- guys, can you just the Google something, please? <laughs> hey guys, can you the Bing? It's, it sounds like an old person saying it. Can can you can you give can you can, can you, you work look the on YouTube? My, um, can you look on the Facebook for me? Can can you can you work the te- the telly? Can you work can you work the fa- the YouTube, please? What what's what's that what's that uh f- the Facebook? What's that? Put on the Netflix for me, please. The Netflix. There you go. The Netflix. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We've done it. Um, sorted, boys. Sorted. Um, yeah. Then he's hoisted uh, high above the ground and shut inside. Rowan sets fire to the Wicker Man, and Edward is sacrificed in a giant blade amid his screams. And then, as you guys mentioned, there is an after-credit scene. Six months later, a pair of off-duty cops walk into a bar and meet Sister Willow and Sister Honey. While Sister Willow goes to the bar with one of the men, Sister Honey asks to go home with the other, clearly to set him up the same way she had set up Edward. Roll credits. And that's the Wicker Man. That's the Uh, Wicker Man. What a bunch of piece of shit. There's two things that I want to say about this movie. Um, Go So the end credits, um, this movie is actually dedicated to Johnny Ramone um, of the Ramones, the band. Right. Um, And that's because uh, he showed Um, Nicolas Cage the original movie in the first place and then died before this got made. I thought that was a nice sort of thing. That's really sweet. But at the same time, the sentiment's kind of shat on by the fact that the movie sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say as well. Like Nicolas Cage actually produced this. So yeah, that's, he, that's probably he, he, why. He, yeah, yeah. That that's that that's quite a nice sentiment. That's quite a nice sentiment. Yeah, that's, that's that's sweet. And the second thing is that this movie was nominated for five Razzies, which is the um, opposite of the Oscars. Yeah, the, the Golden Raspberry the Awards. Yeah, yeah. It was. Was nominated for the worst picture, worst actor, worst screenplay, worst remake or ripoff, and worst on-screen couple. That being um, Nicolas Cage and his bear suit. <laughs> 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 now they were a great couple. What are you on about? He punched that woman with it. And um, punches so many women. He yeah. just fucking knocks them out. And this is Nicolas Cage's first ever Razzie nomination. So this really started his decline. Wow. You know what, though? Nowadays, I feel like Nicolas Cage is kind of getting back up with it because he's um, done Mandy recently, also did Color Out of Space, which is apparently really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think he's back on the uh, back on the up for it, which I'm happy about because I like Nicolas Cage. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Nicholas. Nicholas, uh, what, what, what can we do? Nicholas, Nicholas ages well. He, he's mm-hmm. aged like a fine milk. Nicholas caged well. Nicholas, oh, there a, you a, go. A, 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 Nicholas has aged well. Nicholas caged well. I'll come up with something. <laughs> I'll come up with something. Or you could just say, Nick, like, this movie is aged like a fine milk because that's funny. A fine milk. That's good. Fine milk. That, that's 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 bloody good. You, I mean, you, you, you slippery sod, you. That's very funny. 
Um, this once again, this is why I'm the funny one. <laughs> um, what right overall thoughts of this movie? Then what what are we going? What are we going out of ten? Um, I don't I think, know. Yeah, I think the original rating I gave it was a four out of ten. I am going to drop it down to a three out of ten. Yeah, after a revisit. Yeah, I'd say about three. Uh, I'd say a three at least. I genuinely might. Uh, I swear, if you say like two point seven, there is some fun to be had, but there's just it's not enough fun to dedicate a whole evening to. You know, there's there's Mm -hmm. it's good. The funny stuff is funny, and the weird stuff is weird, but it's. Since I'm a huge fan of the original as well, I can't give this movie props for being so bad because it's kind of tarnished the reputation of the original. Because like like David said earlier, when I first mentioned the Wicker Man, he was like, do you mean the Nick Cage one? It's like, come on, man, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, the 1973 masterpiece is what I mean. I didn't know that know that that existed well exactly exactly that's the point because of this movie people hear the wicker man and they're like oh nick cage he's a bit terrible in that idea it's like so i'm 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 really mad at this movie for not being as bad as i wanted it to be but somehow being worse in a different way i'm going two Mm -hmm. out of ten for this that's fair Fair enough big two out of ten very stinker because it is absolute stinker rooney Oh, what a piece of shit! Anyway, we uh, we we did a podcast. We we did. Um, we we're, we're gonna do some recommendations because we have only just hit the hour mark. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> that that went very quickly, <laughs> very quickly, boys. So if we could pad this. Once now, again, though, be it's because this movie has nothing to talk about. When we when we had the idea of this movie, like of doing this podcast for this movie, I was like, oh yeah, we're gonna be able to talk about loads because this movie is awful. And, and it's, it's just it's, it's just not... kind of meh. It, mm-hmm. Exactly, that's the problem. It's not as laugh out loud hilarious as you hope it will be. Even the ending with the bees. The bees is terrible, but it's kind of undercut by the very, well, me and David saw the very vicious leg breaking beforehand. That yeah. is brute. That's like straight out of Saw. That is rough. I mean, it's not straight out of Saw, but yeah, I, I get what you mean. It's it's brutal. Yeah. It's unnecessarily brutal as well. Yeah, so... For something that's supposed to be a remake of something that was, like, just weird and interesting, they just kind of went down the, like, what like what modern horror and what modern, like, remakes of films that aren't usually kind of horror. I can say the original Rick, Wicker Man a thriller, because it is a thriller. I... But this one is just thriller action with Nicolas mm-hmm. Cage screaming. I would love to watch a remake of The Wicker Man now. If they remade it now, and it was like an eight. Well, you movie, like Midsummer. Well, yeah, exactly. There you go. Midsummer, Fantastic movie. Yes. But like... Get film. A genuine remake by a like an A24 production. I reckon that a remake to The Wicker Man would be fantastic right now. Probably. Mm-hmm. But it's just... Back then, they didn't like the hor- horror wasn't really big in the noughties. There wasn't well, there, there weren't many great horror films then, was there? Really, 
like there I mean, was there you was can an... say that there's not many great horror films now there's just a lot more horror so yeah like, it stands exactly. out amongst the rest mm-hmm. exactly we're getting a lot a lot more horror and a lot more of them are good but like we had 28 days later, we had American Psycho, Scooby Doo, well, because yeah, that's for some reason come up. Some, but you can, I can think of more great horrors from the 2010s than I can from the 2000s. I think that might just be the fact that you've not watched a lot of 2000s horror though, because like most Maybe. 2000s horror, I do agree, is shit. But there is a lot of really good 2000s horror, and it's yeah. really annoying because like the like the 2000s horror that I've seen are top notch. Yeah, it's just because they're like for years horror has always been that like genre for me the it's kind of like anime where there's so much of it and most of it is shit so the fact that you get a somewhat decent one it makes it stand out amongst the rest really well it's even like, though as a movie the film isn't that great there's a, it's just mm-hmm. pretty good there's almost a stigma to being a horror fan before like 2015 yeah there was almost yeah. like that thing, like, oh, my, you're, a, you're, a, you're a horror fan? Uh, you know, don't yeah, touch like, me. Wash, wash your damn hands. Um, see, I love, <laughs> I've always loved horror. Like, Xander yeah. knows this about me. I, I've I've loved horror since I was a kid. And I've been watching it since I was a kid. And so... That's why David is so messed up in the head. Yes, <laughs> that's why I write a lot of horror scripts, because it's been the main thing that I've watched for... At least like sixteen years. Yeah. Hmm. So like since I was five, basically. And yeah, it's fantastic. But damn, there is a hell of a lot of bad horror. Oh yeah. Like mm-hmm. a lot of bad horror. But then there's some really good ones. And the really good ones are film. even better. It's well, yeah, because so, horror is the cheapest one to make. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, horror is the cheapest kind of film to make. Like, if you're on a low budget and you want to make a movie, you go down the horror route. Yeah, and that's fair enough. Definitely. Because mm-hmm. you get some great but, results from yeah. that, like Blair Witch, like Saw, like Paranormal Activity. Those were some Evil of the Dead. cheapest movies to make yeah. ever, and yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Logan, do you have anything to say about the horror genre as a whole <laughs> as we wrap up our Spooptober um, season? Yeah, I would say that the horror movie has definitely gone... Not the horror, the horror genre has gone through phases. I think in 2000, the 2000s, it was mostly trying to subvert expectations because in the 1990s scream was really big yeah and so they wanted to like sort of avoid the whole like meta thing 2010s i think was a lot the early 2010s was a lot of remakes like every major franchise got remade yeah in the 2010s yeah i think that began originally with like the 2007 um halloween yeah and then we had i think that was nine friday the 13th and then Nightmare on Elm Street, I think that was 2010s. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, there were so many remakes. And I think we're settling into more of a a better area for horror movies. I think with Midsummer, I think with Hereditary, um, the... Yes, Logan, Logan, I love you so much. (laughs) You've just, um, you've lost David completely, but you've you've got my support. (laughs) I think... 
and it's sort of a lot of people are saying that oh it's just that has to be the really weird saying a message sort of horror movies that are making it big and i agree a lot of the successful horror movies like get out or hereditary midsummer have been commentary on something but if that's the era we're heading into and that's what good horror movies are going to be from that then yeah i'm i'm fine with that yeah definitely see for me when i when it comes to horror like i understand like the love for hereditary not so much midsummer because that doesn't seem like horror to me there's only one hor- horrific scene and it's not even a horror scene it's just a sex scene but um <laughs> anyway like when it comes to horror for me like i think now there's that healthy mix of horror that subverts your expectations like like midsummer and hereditary and gout and then there's also the really good simple schlocky horror like 2018's halloween yeah like, it's like, just something really simple but like no matter the, what it's like still the remake good. of fright night that we talked about the other day yeah that's a fantastic film yeah but that's 2011 i believe yeah yeah which but it's uh, still, Zander, you know, if you wanted to watch it again um that's on sale currently on psn for four quid Ooh, i bought it already <laughs> the second i saw it was on sale i was like right i'm buying this now i may be skint but i want to watch fright night again um uh, yeah yeah i think i think the the 2010s are sort of brought in a new era of like auteur horror so like I think late 2010s, late 2010s specifically, with with the Definitely. rise of A24, they've given a platform to basically anyone that has a vision. So like, if you've got an idea yeah. for a weird horror film that's like, it's 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 really weird. It's got a deep message and it's gonna look pretty. Take mm. our money, and like, wh- yeah. whereas there's Blumhouse, the Blumhouse model that me and David have discussed a couple of times before, where it's like make a move make like 10 movies for a million dollars each and then if if they all break even or that th- then sell them all and make them all like they'll all make at least 10 20 million at the box office and then pump loads of money into a big movie and then you'll make even more money it's incredible so they're yeah. pumping out horror movies all the time if one of them lands it's fantastic like get out get out just cost five million dollars and then suddenly they had a one of the highest grossing movies of 2018 on the hands, 2017 even, and that made like over $250 million in America. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And it's, yeah, it's, it's very interesting that now horror has become this giant thing where where we have movies like It, where mm. that made nearly a billion dollars worldwide. And that that's a horror film. A horror film did that. That's insane. I think that's because, like, the people that grew up on horror are, like, people, like, similar to our age when it comes to, like, the 20-year-olds, this, that, and the other. And they're finally allowed to actually go and see these films in cinemas because, obviously, they were underage to watch these films in the yeah. first place. So now mm. the people that grew up with watching these, kind, like, these style of horror films are going watching them, and there's a lot more of them because... Teenagers love going to the cinema with their mates. Yeah, yeah, definitely. One of the (laughs) most fun experiences you can have is going and seeing a good horror film with your mates in the cinema. Bro, going and seeing 2018's Halloween with you, I think I, like, clawed your arm off. You you were literally scratching at my arm constantly. (laughs) And I was just there, like, completely chilled, just enjoying the music. And you were there like, no, 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 no. I'm just there like, dude, chill out. It's just, it's just my, it's just a mask. <laughs> it's just a mask. Shut up, bro. You know it's scary. 
Ones that, no, it's not to me. Just because I don't get scared easily at horror, I think it's because I've grown up watching horror that like my entire life, basically. <laughs> like the only film that ever, the only thing that has ever scared me in like media in general is literally the fucking like Weeping Angels from Doctor Who. Oh yeah, yes. See, you understand. Yeah. Oh, you, you understand. understand. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember terrified. This. They shouldn't move. I remember first seeing that episode back in 2009. Wait, 2007 even. God, that was so long ago. And we'd got home late. We were out somewhere and we got home late and it was like 10 o'clock at night. And my mom was like, yeah, let's watch Doctor Who. We'll be fine. And it was that episode. That was the worst time to watch an episode of Doctor Who late. (laughs) Genuinely did not sleep. Specifically that episode of Doctor Who late. Yeah. Like, that episode mm. is pretty terrifying. I still, like, I'm terrified of the Weeping Angels. Yeah. It's the only thing. Yeah. Are, you, are, you a, are you a big Doctor Who fan, Logan? I am, yeah. I oh was much, I was much more into it when I was younger, but I still am very much into the Who-dum, I believe it's called. Yes! Can I just quickly ask, uh, like, Logan, have you heard about the film The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent? Boy, oh boy, have we, I. We've talked we talk about yes. this last time. We talked about yeah. this Yeah. I, I think so. David. God damn it, David. I, mate, lockdown has killed me. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, my brain you, cells are gone. Have you heard about, have you heard about, uh, we, we're, we're being pointed to another national lockdown on Thursday. Of course I've heard. I had an entire no, conversation was, in the body. Are, are we speaking to the one person that isn't from our country, David? <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, no. Uh, UK is going full national lockdown again because fuck Boris. I heard yeah. yeah. No. Uh, isn't it like? Isn't it really funny how he actually did look like he had a haircut right before? I reckon he was having a haircut because he was about to tell everybody that the bloody barbers are closing. No, he was getting. That's why he was, he was late. He was getting ready for his COVID cut, and so he was gonna sh- He was halfway through shaving his head, and he was like, "Oh God, I've got to dress the nation." <laughs> <laughs> That was my Boris Johnson impression. Oh, well. That's your Boris Johnson impression. We will close close the pubs, but not all the pubs. We We will close all the pubs. All all you have to do is just stutter a lot and look like a knobhead. And there you go. I've got it. I've got it sorted. I've got it sorted. I've got half of it sorted. You do look like a... Well, you do look like a massive knobhead. I do look like a bit of a knobhead. Yeah. Um, Anyway, should we do recommendations? Fucking hell, we've been sat here 20 minutes and not even... Right. How did um, the runtime, man? <laughs> yeah. Well done, David. Well done. Um, hey, David. Hey, Logan. Hey, yeah. baby. I'm not going to do the rest of it. Thank you. Okay. How about you guys sell me a movie or a TV show or a game or a music or a book if you're a nerd? No. Done. That's the theme tune for it. That's the theme tune for it now. <laughs> the official, like it. You're, you're not going to remember that at all. No, I'm not. I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna every single, like, every single week is like, going to be hey, a new one. That's pretty cool. <laughs> every single week it's going to be a um, a new like like theme tune. Yes, it's yes, going yes. at some point you're going to somehow rip off somebody. <laughs> yeah, guys, why don't you? Why don't what 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 are you selling me? Who's who's going first? Uh, you know what? I'll uh, I'll go first. Go for it, David. What are you selling me? So. I'm going to sell a game uh, that I recently bought on my Switch uh, called Hades. Hades. I told you about this already, Mm. but Hades is basically a 
ice like roguelike action role playing game uh, developed by Supergiant Games, like an independent like independent game studio, and you basically play as Hades' son and just wanting to escape the underworld. And so you're basically just going through this like these chambers, this like procedurally generated chambers over and over and over again until you finally get out. And it's really funny. It, de- it deals with humor really well, especially with the fact that it's like Greek god humor. So if you like, you know, Greek mythology, you'll love this anyway. And it's so addictive. I've played like 10 hours of it already, even though I'm supposed to be doing uni work, editing podcasts, recording podcasts, and watching <laughs> film for it. Um, but yeah, it is fantastic. I've been loving playing it. There's some really funny moments. And I think my favorite part of it is... I've not beaten the final boss, but I know that the final boss is Hades himself. And every single time you die, you just go back to the main hall of like the underworld, and Hades is just there, just telling you your shit because you died. Great. Like he's literally Great. just saying, Oh well, you died again. That's <laughs> not shocking. It's just like, oh yeah, cheers, Dad. Good good lord. Good lord. Yeah. <laughs> It's a great game. I'm um, loving it. Um, I that, 100% recommend it. That sounds fun. Uh, how much are you selling it for? Uh, I bought it for twenty two forty nine, so about twenty quid. Twenty quid. Yeah. Fair play. So check out Hades on the on, on Nintendo Switch if you've got one. Um, Logan. It's also on Steam and PS4 and Xbox One. Logan, would you like to sell me something? I would indeed. Ooh. Um, I would like to sell you a movie specifically oh. the 1985 movie clue Ooh. Ooh. i've not seen this so i, I, I would be interested clue. in buying this movie <laughs> yeah so it's easily one of the best movies of all time i'm pretty sure it's in my top five of all time it's an adaptation of the board game clue but yeah. um it's a comedy and it's like it follows this group of people who are being blackmailed and the blackmailer is dead in the room of the party they're all invited to and they got to figure out who it is people die along the way it's absolutely hilarious it's got so many quotable moments my family still quotes it like every day we all just like say random lines in the movie and it's funny still it's it's <laughs> It's great. I, I love those kind of movies that you can just quote every day. Like for me, it's uh, things like Anchorman and Superbad. I just, on the daily, I'm quoting those movies. And I don't <laughs> to be even honest, with I'm me, doing with it. me and you, it's always either IT Crowd or Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, I lo- love those kind of movies. I've I've never yeah. seen it, uh, but I, d- I do love Cluedo. It, over here, it's called Cluedo. I, d- I do love yeah. playing. I do, do love playing that board game. And I've heard really great things. Is... Is it true that there's different endings depending on what which like ver- which DVD you get? Yeah, so um, when it was originally released, they sent out three different copies of it to different theaters. So depending on which theater you went to, it would have a different ending. Wow. And on the DVD, at least the one I have, you can select to get a random ending or... That's the cool. true the true ending is where it shows one of them says that was cool but what if it went like this and then does that ending and then says that was also pretty cool but this is how it actually went down and then oh, it shows the third oh cool that's really cool that's actually. like that's like, like the that. ending to Wayne's I think World. the idea of a random ending 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's like the ending to Wayne's World. It was like, shall we do the super duper happy ending? Okay. By the way, I've just um I'm just having a look at like the quotes on IMDb. And I've just read one, just communism was just a red herring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Tim Curry. Out says of context, that. that's amazing. <laughs> and that reminds me, the cast in it, absolutely incredible. Tim Curry, yeah. um, Madeline Kahn, Christopher Lloyd, Michael McKean are just like four of them. Like everyone is great in it. I, I can't say how good it is enough, how funny it is. Uh, I, I definitely need to check this out then because they sound incredible. Um, there you go. Clue, the movie. Uh, go and uh, check that out. The um, only good board game movie. There are more board game games out there. Because there's, there's Uno um, the movie. No, there's not. That's a lie. There's, yeah, no, there is a Uno the movie. I I know that there's um Battleship. Battleship. Yeah. Yep. That's got Rihanna in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all we have to say about that one. <laughs> um. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I, I I do want to check that out. It's been on my uh, shameless for a while. Um, By the way, yeah, I was right. There is Uno the movie. What had started as a simple game of Uno turned into a psychological horror. Co-workers are driven to the edge of madness as they commit to a game of Uno. Is that a genuine live-action movie, or is that a short film? That's a genuine live-action movie. A two-hour, 44-minute movie. Wow. We're not doing nine that. Point, a 9.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Okay, how many, vo- how many votes? 10,085. What? No, 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 no. I'm not... I'm not shitting you. Right not taking... no, I will send true. the link. I will send the link right now. From 2016. In the Discord. What? Yep. I like genuinely. We are doing this one day. Who knows? The it, it might be on YouTube. It probably is. It's probably like a YouTuber movie. It's yeah. But... Yeah, we are. We are. Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's online. They're playing Uno online. Oh, so that's it. Hey. They're just playing Uno. <laughs> oh, wait. Am I sort of looking at the right thing? It's called I, I Let's think... Play Uno the Movie. And then it's 2 yeah. hours 44. I think it's just a YouTube video of people playing it. And it's just. I rate we still do it. <laughs> oh, I still God rate we do sake. it. Right. I know that there is also an actual Tetris movie in the works. But there is a Tetris movie in the works. Day. I don't know how that's going to work, though. I think there's, uh, a I movie too. there's a Monopoly movie in the works. There's also a Minecraft movie in the works. There's bloody like that's video. Everything. Well, so is bloody like Tetris. That's never been. Oh, a board you're right. Game. Yeah, that is a video game. Tetris is a video game. <laughs> Smooth brain hours. Smooth it's eight brain. p.m. for us. <laughs> Still, it's past my bedtime. I got, I got my comfy slippers on. Leave me alone. Um, I've got some comfy slippers on right now. I've got brick and body slippers on. I am going to start off my uh, sell me your movie segment by uh, saying that uh, I set myself a challenge at the start of this month and I set myself the same challenge last year. I didn't quite manage it, but this year I set myself the challenge of doing the 31 days of horror, which is where you watch 31 horror movies over the course of October. I am here now saying to you, I completed it. Hey, you finally did it for once. I watched 31 
horror movies throughout October. I'm just going to list them all now. None of these are my recommendations for the day. I mean, most of them are, because most of them are very good. I watched Army of Darkness, Evil Dead, Green Room, The Witch, Hereditary, Hush, Orphan, Coraline, You're Next, The Cabin in the Woods, Paranormal Activity, As Above, So Below, Don't Look Now, Lights Out, Revenge, Saint Maud, Better Watch Out, Fright Night, Saw, 28 Weeks Later, Get Out, Zhuon The Grudge, The Thing, Wreck, Halloween, Psycho, The Exorcist, Creep, 30 Days of Night, The Wicker Man The Original, and Scream. Fair enough. Boom. Big Ting. I mean, you kind of cheated considering a lot of those were for the podcast. Shh, I still did it. Don't take this away from me. You <laughs> that, that's dick. pretty cheat. That's pretty cheating, though. Because like the, <laughs> the I remember the like the second year that I knew you, we we decided that we were going to do that together, and we were going to watch different movies, and we were going to talk about them at the end of the month. Yeah, we weren't going to do a podcast on it because we didn't have a podcast at the time. I don't think. No, we were just going to talk to each other about it because we're that sad. We basically do podcasts without recording. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but basically. You gave up five or six movies in, and I did twenty six. No, I I got I would do I was I did like twelve or thirteen, but I think the last one I watched was Hostel, and I was like, yeah, no, I'm not into this (laughs) at all. But I did I did binge watch all five Final Destination films in the over the course of two days, and that was the best decision. Final Destination is so much fun. (laughs) They're awful, but they're so good. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, but the movie I'm gonna rec- I'm I'm gonna yeah I'll recommend two movies, uh, one in a little bit more detail. The first one um, I'll recommend the new Borat film, Borat uh, subsequent movie film that came out uh, on Amazon Prime a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Um, have, have either of you watched this yet? Nah, no, I haven't seen the first one either. The first one's very funny. The first one's very funny. It feels. Almost like a YouTuber prank show, but <laughs> made in 2004. It's 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 a lot of fun, and this one feels very much the same. Like none of the people are actors. They just go and say to them, "Right, okay, uh, can you have this conversation, please?" These are like the 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 prop, the like the 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 hints to like for what to talk about. But he'll really drive the conversation and just sort of react. And um, yeah. there's some very very funny moments in this. It's very cringy. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, I think, smashes it out of the park with this. And the girl who plays his daughter, I don't know her name, but she's like a Bulgarian actress. She is. She steals the show in this. There are a couple of moments when you cut between her doing something and Borat doing something. And it cuts to Borat and I'm like, no, no, no. Go back to her. She's much funnier in this moment. And like I didn't think I'd be doing that in a movie in in Borat's movie. That's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I, I I get it's not for everyone. He does take a lot of jabs at like the right. Um, is it the right that sold Donald Trump stuff and Mike Pence? Mm-hmm. That's the right. The Republicans. Mm-hmm. He takes yeah. a lot of jabs at those uh, that that sort those those people. Uh, so if you if you're on that side of of the uh, of the political spectrum. Maybe don't watch this because he kind of takes the piss out of you a lot. Um, but that, like, fair enough, though. 
this yeah, was I, oh yeah go on sorry um i can speak for most people and say they they kind of need it right now they kind of <laughs> need it taken out <laughs> You know what, yeah. Logan? I love you again. You, yeah. you may like Hereditary in Midsummer. He's forgiving. You're all right in my book. That's good. Um, yeah, um, there's a very, very crazy moment towards the end that uh, involves um, ex-mayor of New York, Rudy Giuliani, which um, oh. you've probably read about online, where no. he nearly, where he tries to take his penis out in front of Borat's daughter who's only 15 and uh, in a hotel room. It's nuts. So I suggest you go away and watch that scene just to be like, I was sat there thinking, holy crap, this is real. This is like, this is a real thing that genuinely happened. Like what the hell is wrong with this guy? It was absolutely insane. Um, Overall, it's, it's not a perfect movie. It's a lot of fun, a fleeting high of comedy. I feel like if I watched it again, some things wouldn't be as funny. But I feel if I feel I feel like if I watched it in a long enough period of time, so if I waited a couple of years and I watched it again, I'd probably forget a lot of it. But I also feel like it's very topical. Like it handles a lot of stuff with Donald Trump and a lot of stuff with like the COVID situation. So I feel like watching this in the eyes of like, I don't think this is going to hold up as well as the original. Whereas like, mm. it, it, if you watch this in 20 years, you might, you should be a bit like, well, this isn't really funny anymore. Because he makes like jokes about Kanye West and about Jeffrey Epstein and stuff like that. And like, nah, how, Jeffrey Epstein will always be funny. How funny is that going to be in 20 years, you know? It's always going to be funny. Well, you know what? The, there's, there's one bit that I've seen in the trailer for that, and that's when um, he's like in this person's house, and um, he basically just says like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm killing the virus," and he's hitting the wall with a pan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, "You know what? Fair play to you. We haven't tried that yet." Yeah, he <laughs> he genuinely stayed with like two rednecks who were yeah into like the QAnon conspiracy theory and stuff like that. It's yeah, some of the stuff they come out with is wild. And he goes to, like, this uh, rally against uh, masks, and there's people doing Nazi salutes. It's it's nuts, man. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, I, I'd recommend it. I'd give it a, an 8 out of 10. It's on Amazon Prime, so it's free. But if I was to sell it, brand new movie, I'd pay 7 quid for a ticket at the cinema to come and see this. That sounds fair, fair right? Seven quid at the cinema. What's that in dollars? Seven. I mean, the exchange rate's it's like fucked nine, right ten now. Dollars. But, um, I think it's like nine or ten. Ten dollars. Ten dollars at the cinema. At the, at the theater. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. I apologize for that. Smashed it. <laughs> Smashed it. He clearly didn't. It sounded like Holly trying to impersonate my mate Jamie. He's the, got a um, Yorkshire accent. And she just keeps on doing bloody Scottish. <laughs> That was not a Scottish accent. I did American. No, I'm just saying that's what he's doing. Oh, oh she's okay. doing. Um, then the second movie I want to I want to sell you guys is uh, it's a brand new Netflix movie came out a couple of weeks ago as well. Also starring Sasha Baron Cohen. This is the Trial of the Chicago Seven. Either of you heard of this? 
I have I've heard of it. I haven't watched it. It's Aaron Sorkin. He wrote it, right? Yes, he did. He wrote and directed this. It's his second uh, direct directorial. I was going to say debut, but it's that's that makes no sense. <laughs> that's not a debut. <laughs> it's, it's his second uh, director's. Oh my god! Why can't I say this sentence? It's the second movie he's directed. Hey! Uh, it's the follow-up to uh, Molly's Game. Not obviously they're not related, but um, yeah, Molly's Game was the first one he directed, and that was cracking. Felt like a David Fincher movie because he works a lot with David Fincher. Um, and this one is. It feels very modern, and I've read about it. And he said, like, yeah, the uh, we didn't change the script to fit the times. The times changed to fit the script. It's like, okay, that's pretty cool. Also, sounds like bullshit. But um, yeah, it's about these uh, group of protesters that uh, march on, I think it's Washington uh, Point, or during a RNC rally, the Republican National Convention, and they yeah they go there to peaceful protest against the Vietnam War, and then uh, they accidentally start a riot with the police and they're they, they pick seven of them to go on trial for starting this riot and it's a the yeah obviously with aaron sorkin the writing is pitch perfect because the man i don't think he's ever written a bad page of dialogue in his life <laughs> he's he's definitely yeah. the best writer we've got at the moment um, and his brand of dialogue is so snappy and quick and in a courtroom drama it's it's perfect for that and um i think the performances from everyone are fantastic especially eddie redmayne um and sasha baron cohen really pulls out an, a great dramatic performance also while still playing a like the comic relief kind of character in this um yeah a lot of a lot of great moments in it and it really gets your heart beating i've wanted to rewatch it ever since i ever since the credits started rolling um, I think this is probably going to be um, later on. Well, I mean, the Oscars are in April now, but I think this is going to be one of the movies on the shortlist for Best Picture, definitely, this year. See, the only thing that's going to make me say probably not is literally just um, like the fact that they're somewhat against Netflix movies in the Oscars, aren't they? The Irishman. Yeah, but then again, that is literally... Marriage Story. Just- Oh yeah, true. I forgot about that. Roma. Yeah, because yeah. I remember there was a big thing of them being like really oh. against it. T- didn't didn't uh, turn my turn my uh, laptop noise off. <laughs> Text from my dad telling him telling me about his run today. So that's <laughs> fun. Thanks, dad, for disturbing the podcast. Um, <laughs> Is Anders dad? Can't hear you. It's a t- no. <laughs> when he watches the podcast, he will though, and then he'll probably message me saying hi, David. Imagine, imagine. Yeah, me, me, and your dad have a like a podcast going now. Did you not know, Logan? I think you were saying something before my, <laughs> before my father inadvertently interrupted. I don't think I was. Oh no, you were, David. Maybe you were saying something then. <laughs> no, I was just saying hi to your dad. Oh, I think sake. you were talking before. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's a cracker though. I, I honestly. Yeah, it's one of my favourites of the year already, uh, just behind The Invisible Man, and David knows how much I love that movie. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, check it out. It's on Netflix, so it's free, but I would probably pay £10 at the cinema to go and see this. Um, And that would be $14? Probably. Maybe like $13, $12. I don't know. I don't know what dollars are anymore. $13.50. 
50 cent, that is. Not the wrapper, the currency. <laughs> Boom. Um, did we did we just do a podcast? No. I think we just did a podcast. Yeah? Is, yeah? I, I'd I like so. some sort of... I think that's, yeah, I think that's <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know if we did a podcast, man. Did, did we? <laughs> Oh god, I don't know. Going again. He, I forgot to hit record. Oh no, don't even joke about that. I know we're gonna do that one day. I just know it. We're um, gonna finish the podcast and then you'll go to click stop recording and then you're just like, why does it say start? <laughs> um We're gonna do it on like one of the seven hour ones as well. Where oh, we no. have like the tournament that we're Don't even say that. <laughs> um Right. That will do oh, for this week. Thank you stuff. so much for listening, guys. Um, that is it from us. Thank you. Huge, gigantic thank you um, to Mr. Logan Mock for coming all the way from the States. I mean, you're still in the States. Yeah, all the way over. <laughs> nah, he came. He broke rules, man. He all, came from all the, the States, way over the broad. All the, way to, all the way to Britain. <laughs> and then, like, recorded in the studio that we're very clearly recording in. Yeah, imagine. Uh, yeah, this, this was this was recorded four years ago. <laughs> Shut up, man! <laughs> Thank you so much, Logan, for for coming on again. Um, plug plug everything you possibly can. All right. Um. Well, I got a podcast, the ups and downs of Nicolas Cage. Uh, I talk about Nicolas Cage movies. If you like him, what you do, you should give it a listen. I <laughs> I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. I can I can vouch and- for that. And uh, that's pretty much the only thing I'm doing. So, yeah. <laughs> I literally just sit there and watch Nicolas Cage movies, and that's it. It's the only <laughs> thing I do in life. I don't eat, I don't sleep. I just watch Nicolas Cage. He eats Nicolas Cage cereal. <laughs> <laughs> I would so buy Nicolas Cage. If it was like little marshmallows with Nicolas Cage faces like Rice Krispies, <laughs> I would 100% buy that. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. He just he just toasts a sandwich, but he's got the uh, he's, I've got the he's Nicolas Cage face. Nick Nicolas Cage toasters. It's just got Nicolas Cage's to- uh, face burning. It's literally it. just it, it's like Nicolas Cage from Con Air as well. Oh, with the long hair. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> just oh. brushing his teeth with the Nicolas Cage toothbrush. Don't don't turn me on. Don't milk it. Don't milk it. No, don't. don't <laughs> Nicholas no, Cage milk. milk. It, don't turn me on. Oh no! Wait, no, that sounds like something different. Um, I would one hundred percent buy Nicholas Cage bathwater. Thank you Just so saying. much, David, for coming on once again, for being here and keeping me sane. You don't have to fucking like thank me. I'm the co-host, but I do it anyway. It's a weekly thing now. Get I edit the videos for you. Yeah, I know. It's fun. Um, thank you from me. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. It, it, re- <laughs> it really does mean a lot. We are still closing in on our goal of getting to 100 listeners by the end of the year. And uh, we're currently on 85. So make sure you're telling your friends and family to give us give us a listen. Because we have a lot of fun here, don't we, guys? We have a lot of fun. Yes. Kind so of much. Fun. So, so much, much fun. 
he says, waiting to, to get disconnect from the Discord he's, call. Literally, he's just he's hovering over the disconnect button on Discord right now. I mean, clearly hovering over the handle in the studio that we're recording in. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, he's got. He's just sneakily put his coat on. He's, yeah, <laughs> um, he's grabbed his bag and everything. <laughs> It's um, Nicholas yeah. Cage face bag. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> thank you, yeah, thank you so much for listening, guys. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. Go over to all those, give us some love. Um, you can also head on over to our social media pages: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Those will all be down in the description. Also, make sure you're heading over to our YouTube channel, uh, the Filming and Podcast on YouTube, where we're uploading clips every week that David is editing because he's great and we love him. And uh, some of those are, are, are really good. So uh, make sure you give it... You, you <laughs> Only some of them. <laughs> all of them. All of them are good. Including... Oh, by the way, Logan, the uh, the Nicholas Rage one went out. Yeah, the, uh, the, the the minute-long one. The, the, uh, you know, the, um, opening, the opening gambit. Hold on. The, yeah. I'll, get the vi- I'll get the video and I'll put the link in the Discord for you so that you can watch it at your own leisure, which you probably won't. So make sure you're, you're liking the videos on YouTube, commenting on and uh, subscribing. And yeah, that'll do this week. Next week, um, we're going to do... Well, we're in between Halloween and Christmas, so you fucking figure out what we're going to do. Um, Jesus! <laughs> Christ! I thought it's I fair, swore. The court, it's like, fairly okay. obvious, isn't it? What we're gonna do like, between just Christmas fucking and... figure out for yourself. <laughs> we're doing Nightmare Before Christmas. Through, you. We're doing Nightmare Before Christmas. Are you happy? Are you happy now? Yeah. Right. Don't be rude to the audience. <laughs> Your dad watches this podcast. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Um, thank you so much for listening, guys. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. I forgot that you were asking for me. There we go. We've done it. We've done it. Amazing. Amazing. Pressure's off. (laughs) Nice.